Oh, I've just gotten one of the greatest texts of all time. Whoa. Oh. Coddle for you at home. Oh. Nice. Let that be the end. Coddle in the cuddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually thought it said cuddle, but it was from my dad. So I didn't know. <laughs> nah, it was me missus. It was me missus. <laughs> we set boundaries, dad. <laughs> this is too much. Not again. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the 41st View. Myself, Bob, and myself, Ryan. What's happening? As always, produced by Big Sexy Limo Boyd Big in the corner. Three. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> hello this week. Uh, so this week we're delighted to be joined by Andy Beller, owner and founder of Arnold Park Studios, an apparel brand and creative studios based here in Dublin. Andy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, yeah, Bob, thanks so much for doing the intro again this week. As you yeah. are going to hear from now on, Bob does the intros. I do the outros. Yeah, it's kind of We've great. had a bit of a... I can't read, basically. <laughs> uh, that is a challenge. He struggles. Do you know what I mean? But it's all good. We still love him. It's all like, good. You know I, mean? I try my best, and that's all you can do in this that's life, isn't it? You can do in this yeah. life, baby. But uh, shout out Ev Fogarty for dropping up last week and yeah. giving us a great episode all around skating and men's mental health and really good if you have if you can he's still selling apparel t-shirts hats um, go out and give him a show and buy some merch for Christmas great fit on those tees yeah they're nice yeah I haven't tried mine on no <laughs> I, I will though well, you, I took the, you took the one off his back literally. I literally took the one off his back last week yeah so and he was like oh, he skated up as well, <laughs> well if Minty's listening that's a real Minty move to, it was, uh, it was to such a hustle and he even yeah. said that he like, got a hustle and I was like thank you I appreciate it we were sitting here yeah and he had two extra larges in the white me and Lamo like yeah yeah we'll grab them Bob hadn't said that and Bob was like oh I'll grab a large and he didn't have a large he only had a medium Bob was like oh the boy went off the website or whatever I'll grab and he goes, yeah. I, have one on me, I have one on me now, actually. Do you want to take this? And Bob's like, no, no, I'll get one off you next week. I'll get one. I'll out here, just take that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was and great before, but I was he like... He stuck a medium yeah. on then. It was like a belly top. Yeah. <laughs> and he went home just with it on, yeah. You've got to respect the hustle. Yeah, now he's a sound lad. And shout out to you for, uh, uh, for dropping up if you're listening. And go out and buy some merch. Merch. And also should just say, I think the donation's closed. Uh, the donations yeah. over but, two and a half thousand. Yeah. So amazing, amazing. But uh, you can you can still buy merch off them. Yeah, so of course, and support. Them and that them. also goes towards, towards the charity. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. so brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. But um, do you have an icebreaker this week? I don't have an icebreaker. Do you, do you have an icebreaker this week? No. You put me on the spot. Thankfully, I came prepared. <laughs> Do you have an icebreaker? No, I don't have an icebreaker. He doesn't even know what an icebreaker is. We kind of just like, yeah, sometimes we just have something off the top of our heads, but yeah. we, won't, we, won't, we won't go down that road no. this week. We've had a couple of crackers. Yeah. But like some I mean, we could do some old ones that we had. What you reckon? I think the best one was... Where's the where's your buttocks connected to? The top of your legs or the back of your... The lower back? Oh, I think that's that's one that's always been it's still on it's the still on the brain. Yeah, to be honest, no, I just don't think mine would stay on if it wasn't connected at the top there. Like I think okay. the lower back yeah. is, is lower back. it's a necessary structural point yeah, of connection. That's hang that one, yeah. I got a, <laughs> I got a so. donk on me, man, and yeah, that thing would be flapping in the wind if it was connected <laughs> to the bottom. Yeah. No, it's 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 one of those questions that's still the, it's to the this great day. debate, if you might yeah. say. Yeah, no. Um I think it's lower back as well. I definitely think it's lower yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I ask you a question? I ask sure. a lot of people. Okay, so Go, yeah. if you could choose one of the following two superpowers, one being teleportation, so you know you can just instantly anywhere. pop anywhere else. The second one being the ability to stop time only for yourself. You can nap. You can get stuff done. Um, 
you know, I think ethically you should use it for uh, for good purposes, but that's up to you. Uh, you know, what happens when you stop time is between you and God. Uh, which, which of these two superpowers would you pick? Do you know what? Off the top, teleportation. Mm. I used to have a real kind of big fear of flying. Yeah. I hate it. Like, I hate it for years. I used to get so hammered on, like, flights to the States or whatever. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It was just, couldn't do it. And I always thought, like, I'd love to be just, like, Nightcrawler, like, from X-Men and just yeah. go bang. Yeah, just yeah. End up there. So, off the top, yeah, I'd run with that. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, I think teleportation is probably the best of the two because stopping time, like, and then everyone else gets older. So, it's obviously going to catch up. Like, oh, no, they're just frozen. They're oh, just frozen. Oh, they're yeah, just yeah, frozen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, everybody's kind of frozen. You can, you can get stuff done. Right. So, you know, if I'm in the middle of dinner and realize, right. like, oh, I've got to get this post ready and oh, put it yeah, up. Oh, sorry, but then you, would you not get older? Or do you still stay? Like That's actually a good question. I haven't solved that. Um, <laughs> Flipping it there. I, I, think, I think if I think, someone was getting older, I just didn't yeah, know yeah. who. I think you're magically also frozen in age. Right. Okay, uh, age phrases. Okay, yeah. That would be a good one, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, still for teleportation for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially being from the states, like I'm tempted to say teleportation because so like just go straight back. Yeah, like I could back go. The, the thing I always think of is I could go kick it on my friend's couch, play GTA for a while. Um, I can't have video games at home because I I'm, can't be trusted with them. But <laughs> if I could teleport to Ben's house, you know, play a couple hours and then still be able to sleep in my own bed, like yeah, two of them mixed, go for it. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you would be fucking, you would be bottom, <laughs> and then you're just turned into this villain. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like, no, there's no way I'm remaining good if yeah, I'm that no, guy. Hundred percent. I always root for the baddies. Like, I'm like, be fucking bad if you can. That's great. Like. Well, yeah, right, Michael it. Jackson, relax. <laughs> All right, chill out. Liam, what about you? I'd go the other way because the benefit for me of teleportation is that you lose that travel time. Mm. Right. If you can pause time anyway, then therefore the need to travel really fastly, like it, it essentially yeah. is teleportation in a way because I can get everything... Stopped. done and then all I need to do is do the travel bit and it's fine hmm. so I think I'd take the I don't know if that Stop makes any sense but it does in my head yeah you know if I can pause time it doesn't matter if I have to catch a plane or not because I can do everything I needed to do before catching that plane anyway yeah true okay, yeah. okay. Makes you always sense. have to be different don't you <laughs> you always have to be different I just think it'd be high you'd be so, like for someone who can procrastinate sometimes, oh, yeah. it'd just be insane. You just yeah, get everything time, done. Yeah. You know? well, yeah, but you get to do both. You get to procrastinate for ages, and then when you finally, you know, kind of <laughs> run out of ways to, to defer the tax, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you, then you get on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you, so I think the room's split, which is good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We got two each here. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say on that? Yeah, just kind of going back to like, you know, like, are you like a nervous flyer? Mm, not no? deeply so. Like, I don't. Really? Desperately enjoy turbulence. Like I definitely oh, get geez, sweaty right. palms and kind of yeah, wish it would yeah. end. But oh, I'm, God, I just sort of go to the rational mind place. Like this isn't what pl brings planes down. This yeah. isn't what brings planes down. And, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like, oh, it's going down. Like, yeah, 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 no, I mean, like, like I hate the landing part. Yeah, Everything yeah, else is cool with me. Like, because it's just you're just sitting. Obviously, turbulence is a nice, but when it's now when there's no turbulence and you just float, like you just still or whatever. Yeah. Then that's cool, but it's the landing because, like, that to me is the the, the scariest part. Bit. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, the trickiest yeah. bit of it all. Because most observed, of the time, sorry, most of the time when they go up into the air, the pilots just switch on auto fucking pilot, and that's it. Like in the initial climb, yeah. Well, well now they, 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 get they, up they fly and up and then there. they get to a certain level, yeah, and then they then put on autopilot, yeah. and then they land. So, like, there, it's all good until the landing part. I think I always, I always relax when the seatbelt sign goes yeah. off initially. You're like, oh. 
Oh, I'm not oh, 35,000 feet in the air. You know what I mean? He's done it. He switched it off. <laughs> and you see, like, the stewardesses walking by, like, okay, okay, we must be good. Now yeah. I can watch a movie or something and relax. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah but I, I really, and especially, struggled. Especially if you're flying Ryanair, they blade and nose dive into the ground, man. That was what I was I don't think say. there's any yeah. air in the wheels on those fucking planes, no, man. Because no. when they hit the ground, it fucking smashes. Doom. But Aer Lingus feels like you're just floating on a cloud down awesome. onto the runway. Like, it must be, you know, like, whatever, two euros worth of fuel that it costs to, yeah. to get that cushion of air. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> You know, your man is like, ah, no, we'll, we'll cut that out. Yeah, 100%. Shit, doesn't Bladen, your yeah, man, what's his name? O'Leary. O'Leary, O'Leary, O'Leary. O'Leary. He wants to introduce, like, standing what? over to England, like, for I four years. I think that's like, kind of cool. I think he'd be okay. Like, I, yeah. with him. Oh, I, think I don't he, think yeah. it's possible, yeah. though. No, it oh, is. It oh. definitely is. But his whole point is that it would make it cheaper for the people who are standing. So it's like, yeah, you're not, like yeah, yeah, he's like, be the standing cabin. you get like way more people in than you would where. Yeah, but Matt, like, it does seem sketchy though. Yeah. As well, like. But then like I was, t- was going to say, like imagine standing on a flight all the way over, like, well, but then you do it on the Lewis or the bus. You can do it on like. Yeah, but it's from, from 40 from, minutes to like. When I go from Germany to Ring's End, when I go from Germany to Ring's End, if the Lewis is packed, if there's a concert on. I'm standing for 40 minutes on the Lewis, you know. And I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy just has his backpack on and it's huge. Don't even get me started. That's, <laughs> I knew he was going to That's the <laughs> biggest pet peeve I have. If it's packed, take your <sighs> fucking bag off. Like. I, I lived in New York for five years and like, a women's handbags are all at dick level, right? So every time they turn around, <laughs> yeah. you hit right in the tip. Every yeah. time, right in the tip, and you know you can't get mad at somebody for that. You have no. to kind of just take it and move on. Yeah, you know, of course. Ma- 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 you've take thought, it on you've the hit dick. my penis. You know, it's yeah. not an appropriate thing to say. Me, yeah. um, <laughs> Sorry, but then yeah, the backpack idiots like yeah, doing a full like one eighty turn with a backpack that's like yeah, two foot off their back. Yeah, and just, like, go fuck so yourself. What do like, people gosh. have in their backpacks though? I don't know. Like, like it's crazy to me. It's always gym gear. I see. yeah, like there's always dudes that like you know do you know those rugby type backpacks like you know they're in shorts and they've got yeah. literally everything in it's kind of it's like real I don't know how to describe it it's a big fucking bag. it's a bag it's a big bag but I was on the Lewis actually the other day and there was a dude standing to my right and in front of him was a dude with a big backpack on he turned to go out he got this dude square in the face he kind of fell over to me then and he stood like on my shoes and I kind of was just like oh you fucking idiot oh, do you know what I mean and he goes don't step on Bobby's shoes and he, and he goes oh, I'm so sorry about the runners and stuff I was okay but really inside I was like you fucker <laughs> you've just like you know like Ross Geller with that inner rage like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah but like he got his face mashed by this fucking did you say right? anything to the backpack guy I didn't. He I was didn't. gone, was he? He, he just he cruised just went, off. He just went out and he was just like, he kind of gestured as was like, oh, it was that guy's fault. And I was like, I get it. Yeah, we, I know, get we know. I get you. Like, do you know what I mean? But yeah, getting a lot of gripes out in the last few yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah. Little dirty bastard. His the Larry David episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just like literally make a little note in my pocket, like, you know, about things that piss me off in the day. Yeah. Chat and cuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's the great show. But so, uh, what part of uh, America are you from? I'm from Ohio, so uh, born in Philadelphia, but I uh, live in... Go Eagles! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I only know that show, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the the whole Philly sports fandom thing is true, like, they're yeah. fucking maniacs. Yeah. Um, I saw this really good video of a kid, Eagles fan, going up to, like, I can't remember who they were playing, the Bills or somebody, and went up for a high five, and then, you know, pulled his hand away, and, like, oh, gave him the yeah. bird, and walked away, and I, it was like... Philly sports fan in training or whatever. But um, no, I grew up in Ohio. So Columbus, which is between Cincinnati and Cleveland. Right. So if you support an NFL team, you get you get to pick is the yeah. nice thing uh, between Cleveland and Browns. the Browns. Yeah. So yeah. Bengals and Browns um, okay. both have been 
shite my shite. whole life. So uh, I love how you said shite. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few phrases like yeah. this. Um, so yeah, uh, our big thing, uh, OSU, Ohio State University is there. Oh, wow. So the annoying part is they're, their American football team has like a stadium bigger than the Bern- the Bernabeu. It's like 120,000. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Awesome. And um so the whole town shuts down when there's a, f- a football game and if you live yeah. anywhere near there you just you don't go you just don't into go. town then. Yeah, yeah. you walk <laughs> anywhere, you wouldn't move your car. Um, but the, the flip side was because there's a big university there like bands would come through. There was yeah. good record shops yeah, the like American, like the American football it's they do a he- big like you know what I mean Thing, yeah, like there's yeah. the cheerleaders there's halftime tailgating. shows there's tailgating, tailgating. Yeah, yeah. is that a thing like how is that I've always been very <laughs> curious about this like. I mean it's just drinking from 6am I mean to be honest it's like <laughs> it's like hooliganism for boomers like they uh, <laughs> they all get fucking crazy and like blackout drunk and like you know drunk driving is is so disgustingly socially acceptable in the states so. is it really oh, yeah shit. like don't get yeah. me wrong like I'm sure some of them have designated drivers, but there's yeah, got to be a huge number who are like just Fuck pulling yeah, out of their yeah. locked. I mean, yeah, I think, that's like they, they bring like barbecues and all to yeah, the parking yeah, yeah. lot of the, the stadiums, is it? Yeah, and yeah, they're from like 6 a.m. Like, like, yeah, it looks amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. camper vans, yeah, 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 yeah. That was not my parents' thing anyway, so really yeah, yeah. Kind of weren't into going to those sort of things. <laughs> like, my dad watched a bit of sports, yeah. my mom would have been the bigger, like, she was actually a huge college football fan, so okay. she'd root for Ohio State and, like, you know, broke my dad's toe jump on it during a game one time you know <laughs> really? that excited um yeah. so she she would have been more inclined out of the two of them she's not much of a drinker so uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. i kind of missed that whole chapter and I'm, I'm not that sad about it <laughs> <laughs> and what was it like growing up in ohio is like because obviously like we're from dublin so we born rare in dublin and we look i look over at the states kind of being like this it's obviously huge like in comparison mm. i work for a company i am based in chicago and i was talking to one of my trainers and she was like um, oh, it takes me like an hour and a half to drive to the the building, like with the the walk building or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's crazy and all. Like it says, it takes me about twenty minutes to get into town driving. Well, my girlfriend drives, not me. But um, I was she, we are kind of looking at it, and she was like, we could fit Ireland into um Chicago like four or five times. Just really? Chicago or something. Yeah, I think there's a lake outside of Chicago that Ireland would like Michigan, fit into. Michigan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Michigan is. Like, and I was awesome. sa- I was explaining to her, I was like, it takes it takes about three and a half hours to drive from Ireland to Galway. Yeah, which yeah. is about, basically yeah. Ireland to Galway, Dublin to Galway. Dublin to Galway. Sorry, um, and that's east and west like you yeah. know what I mean and she was like yeah it takes me three hours to go to walk and come back driving like yeah. yeah like my hometown would have been like a six hour drive from Chicago yeah. and you know here if you drive six hours like unless you you're going to Dingle loop. you're falling off the island you know <laughs> <laughs> well, this is as far as it goes yeah. like, oh, that's water. Um, so yeah no it was it was like Ohio is a fun place to be from as my dad always yeah. says like it's uh, there's enough there that you don't grow up like a complete bumpkin if you're interested in you know general cultural stuff uh there's enough going on that you you kind of you get your legs under you in terms of your cultural knowledge um but also you're growing up in this big wide open kind of uh there's just space to do whatever the hell you want and um yeah it was it was an interesting place because you could get up to all sorts like i was a you know kind of teenage sort of 
toy graffiti writer and uh you know you could pretty easily get into all these old chill spots mm. abandoned factories that kind of stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. practice the craft and whatnot uh, <laughs> it's always in there so yeah there's a lot of that kind of stuff like what basically I, what i'm into are those kind of like cutty spots between like uh, the built world and natural world and there's just so much of that there like nice. yeah, uh, yeah. you know like weird railroad track layups and <laughs> creeks with you know stone tunnels through them and that kind of stuff and yeah, yeah lots lots of places lots to of adventures i'd imagine yeah, yeah. sounds like, <laughs> like a pretty sweet spot to grow to be honest with you like yeah yeah and then moving to dublin like the the weather is so crap where i'm from yeah. that <laughs> it actually worked out pretty well because like the biggest drawback about living in ireland is not that big of a deal to me because like, yeah yeah you used to it yeah yeah, yeah you know, it rains a comparable amount and it's yeah. not chill rain it's like you're outside for half a second you're soaked so, to your underwear yeah, like yeah, yeah. um where here it's like yeah okay you get that every now and again but for the yeah. most part it's like a, a manageable drizzle you know yeah. you, have, yeah. you know a well-maintained waterproof jacket you can uh, you're okay yeah. you, said, yeah. you, can, you can manage just bring it for the some, most part just bring some extra socks yeah yeah, yeah. but so, um and did you do college or anything over in america or yeah i did two years in cincinnati um which is in like the south part of the state so uh sarah jessica parker's alma mater actually my oh. they have a, a nice design college there but uh i didn't agree with me the way they they kind of taught design very like regimented and you went for design was it yeah yeah so yeah. i would have been in a graphic design program kind of from my second year onwards right. and knew that's what i wanted to do but they were very like they, they were trying to make like uh soap packaging designers essentially like, oh, yeah. that's you know maybe cheapening the work of the school a little bit there but like a lot of people ended up at like procter and gamble's the big company there oh, and well, okay, you'd end up yeah. at like either there or an agency that kind of fed into it and um, you know, I, I fancied myself, a you know, artistic hippie and wanted to get out of there and go yeah. somewhere where I could learn like screen printing and, uh, take some wilder art history classes. So I, I ended up going to university or sorry, school of the arts Institute of Chicago for my last two years. And like, you know, for art history, you could take these film courses. So I could take like, uh, one was called gangsters of Asia. And it was just like, you watch Goodfellas as sort of like, here's your archetypical gangster film. Mm-hmm. And then you watch like a Korean gangster film, a Chinese gangster film and, uh, you know, like John Woo movies and like these oh crazy korean film called brothers i want to say anyways basically it opened up all this uh you know expensive but fun avenues in terms of what (laughs) i could do with my education so i wrapped up there and then uh by that point kind of had gotten my inroads into my career so yeah nice it worked out pretty Um, well so you went for design so was that like something growing up as a young kid like you were into was design like i was always into logos like Mm, the 3m logo for instance like always stuck out to me i was just like so simple but it's so perfect and like (laughs) what is it about the the curves up against that rigid (laughs) geometric shape yeah like it's two letters you know closely curved together it's not that uh mind-boggling process wise but it just looks amazing yeah um but i think it was it was kind of high school i did a couple posters for friends like i had a buddy who uh he used to do like a pig roast every year. His name's Rob, actually. And nice. So I'd, I'd do the Rob BQ flyers uh, every year and like <laughs> got really into it and put way too much effort into it. It was kind of like, oh, this is something. Um, so initially, I think I wanted to do like 3D product design or yeah, whatever, and then realized I was a two dimensional guy pretty quickly and uh, <laughs> moved towards graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's very interesting because I, I do kind of, you look at America and it's, I don't know if it's just because of the f- movies and series, like everyone has to go to college, you know what I mean? Or like it feels like it's a, a big thing from high school straight into college and where I, I, maybe over here it is, but like I, I don't know. I just feel like with America, because you know, you see all the college like 
say Project X or yeah. like all the mad like schools like oh yeah man that's real like uh, but like I just I just see I just feel like college over there is so much different to over here I don't know what it is it's well just, like you, you typically yeah. move out from your parents house I think yeah. that's a big yeah. difference so like yeah true because if it's over the other side of the country like yeah or like even if you go in state I was determined not to stay in my hometown I really wanted yeah, to do yeah. the dorms and like have that yeah. whole experience so that's part of why I went down to Cincinnati aside from the fact they also had the better design school yeah but I was just like man I want to get the dorms <laughs> and like have, have that whole caper and yeah it lived up to exactly what I wanted it was yeah. Uh, you know, is it, is it like the, the way the movies are? I like, mean, like I'm still friends with all three of my freshman roommates. Like, yeah. Okay, so there's aspects of high school and university that are similar. I think if you're an art weirdo, maybe you take a slightly different path. But like, <laughs> um, you know, like uh, we had at least one party in high school where like people got naked and jumped in the pool. Uh, some of whom were women. Uh, so that was like you know a, a pretty big uh, high school milestone. It's just like it is in the movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I always, I always uh, try not to pour too much cold water on the stereotypes because yeah. like they're not quite true but uh, the movie Heathers actually I don't know if you guys ever heard of that yeah, but yeah. it's like a dystopian high school film uh, I'm fairly certain the writer went to my high school and wrote it about my high school because oh, it was yeah, a very yeah. like yeah. kind of cookie cutter like <laughs> yeah. uh, all American kind of school and had that sort of element to it yeah, and I yeah. think she sort of saw the sinister side and flushed <laughs> that out so <laughs> got that out there yeah. nice <laughs> and uh so when did you decide Dublin? What was the draw to Dublin? Oh, uh, well, that's simple. I met an Irish girl working oh, nice. in uh, fashion. So Lovely. Um, nice. She was always really transparent about like, you know, if you want a long-term future, this is what we're doing. We're moving mm. to Ireland. And at the start, like all we would do when we'd visit was like go to her auntie's sitting rooms and like sit around drinking tea. And, <laughs> uh, you know, like, don't get me wrong. The road from here to Cavan is lovely, but it's not quite you know coastal yeah, ireland yeah, uh, yeah. so after a number of trips i was like man i'm i'm really not so sure and uh, yeah. i think she realized she wasn't quite selling it so we we took a, another trip and she was like all right we're going out to connemara and she <laughs> she separated from her family for a full 24 hours to, nice. to show me the, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the beauty of coastal ireland and i was pretty immediately like oh okay okay i'm yeah, starting to get this there, yeah. and then her brother took me on a, a cycle up like vico road which obviously is not representative of what uh, dublin looks like generally yeah. but you yeah. know i got to see the irish riviera and you know, <laughs> it was a sunny gorgeous day and i was like okay okay i'm into this i'm into this so uh, that slowly started to kind of sell me on nice. it and, um then by the time we moved here i was desperate to get over here like, oh really just, yeah yeah yeah, yeah nice. really like i made a couple friends through just people i know through her and uh was was fairly certain i'd, I'd take well to the place so yeah yeah that's pretty sweet like yeah and, and was it always kind of going into obviously you came to dublin to come to, to go to go down to cavern yeah yeah was the the appeal was to kind of like oh we're definitely you live up here i assume yeah and she is from dublin so yeah, her, yeah. her folks lived here so we'd spend oh, a lot right, of time here yeah. but it was like if we were leaving dublin it would be right. you know going up to her auntie's house in cavern right. yeah, okay okay shout right. out to king's court it's a lovely place but uh, <laughs> i wouldn't be sending tourists there to show no, them what's no, great about no, no, i think mainland either. ireland is a bit uh yeah, not what's going on. There is Virginia is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a nice town. Fair play. I only drove through Virginia last weekend. Ah, oh, nice. As yeah. did my folks. Uh, were yeah. you coming back from Donegal? Or? No, I was going to Enniskillen. Ah, nice. Okay. Liam gets around. Climbed a mountain. What was it? Uh, the stairway to heaven. Mount, yeah, the stairway to heaven. Yeah. Kilka. Ah, nice. It was nice. Yeah. It is lovely out that way, to be fair. Like, mm. my dad lives in Roscommon. So oh, we yeah, have to yeah. kind of go all the way across. Like, it's, it's a fucking long old track. But he has this, like, little cottage, and it's just on just acres of land. There's nothing around. It's real chill. It's real nice. Sometimes I just like going down there just mm. to, 
you know, get away from the hullabaloo in the city and stuff like that. So, yeah, I do like, I haven't done it too often, but I definitely am kind of like, you know, leaning more towards maybe, maybe getting a house down there at some point. Like, do you know what I mean? Because How are we going to do the podcast? Spoof. Uh, <laughs> That's an absolute spoof anyways. It's not a spoof, bro. It's legit. <laughs> gotta have dreams, man. You gotta have yeah. dreams. I'm so leaving the podcast. So come out to Swords. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm working on Nick convincing her that Swords is the best place to be. Yeah, she actually did say I that. I think this is like a his partner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my partner, yeah. And she, and she said, she was going, Liam said, uh, he should <laughs> have us out in Swords. And I was like, yeah, yeah. no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I come to know you did. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us, Arnold Park... What's the story behind, like, because I know with brands, like, I know, Bob, you're a real, like, when, when we're thinking of things to do, mm. Rob loves a name. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I do. You love, love a good. name. And even when he's writing songs, he thinks of the title first mm. before he... So what's Arnold Park? Where's that kind of, where did that idea come from? So the name found me, which was uh, lucky because it's a nightmare, uh, especially if you have to get anyone to agree on it to come up with a name. Yeah. But we, <laughs> we actually ended up, when we were searching for a house to buy, we bought on a cul-de-sac called Arnold Park. Nice. Uh, so it's kind of a, a gag because I'm a boring suburban dad with the streetwear brand. And, you know, it's kind of just wearing that on my sleeve, being honest about it. Um, <laughs> I also, I think I've had a long arc in my life of growing up in a, a nice affluent suburb, uh, hitting my university years where I was suitably ashamed of growing up in a nice affluent suburb and wanting to become, you know, a, an edgy urban hipster. And then, yeah. um, you know, as I started getting towards child rearing age, it was like, you know, the suburbs are pretty cool. They're looking actually. pretty nice right pretty now. Awesome, <laughs> the whole driveway thing. And God, I love a fence. fence. <laughs> yeah, when you do enough like New York City shopping trips, like when you do a grocery run and you have to bring a, a, a wheelie case with you, you know, that's, yeah. uh, yeah. you start to pine a little bit for being able to, you know, drive to the supermarket market and that kind of stuff um so yeah that's that's where the name comes from anyways but i yeah. was i was already kind of bubbling along trying to get work over the line in terms of just creating stuff on my own terms and, yeah. and figuring out kind of what's my style what do i have to say and i'd been just sort of using my graffiti name i was just making work under the name andy hams for a long time and then kind of felt like uh, it's not quite doing what i want to and um was ready to change the name somehow or way and then it just you know the, the moment I drove in Arnold this. Park, I was like, yeah. this is what we're doing, boys. You know? <laughs> we got it. We yeah. did. <laughs> now, but it's so cool to how, like, how it kind of came around and stuff like that. And, like, um, initially, what was the kind of, like, you know, thought process to getting, like, the garments themselves? Like, how did that kind of come about? Like, mm. how, what was the starting point? Be like, okay, the sourcing, Yeah, when, will, when like, did you, you want to start making clothes? Like, what's... Yeah. What was the? I mean, I've always wanted always to. Like, wanted to, yeah. I think it, there have been varying degrees of denial over the years. You know, I'm yeah. sure there were years where I was saying, like, I wouldn't want to start my own thing. I like <laughs> to live my life, and yeah, you know, yeah. uh, to some extent, that probably was true. But uh, I, I always wanted to do it. And I, I had a good friend who had suggested we start a brand right as I was coming out of university, and like both in terms of confidence in my design skills and confidence that I had anything to say mm -hmm. as a individual that anyone needed to hear i just wasn't yeah. there yet so you know i kind of get stuck with the blank page mm. and just kind of deferred it for a while and then i've done a couple little kind of projects for friends over the years for apparel that have kind of inched me that direction but yeah. uh, when i started arnold park i was just doing posters so i knew that i needed a project to kind of get me going and yeah. i knew that publicly committing to something would be a good accountability uh device so i just <laughs> put it out there i was like all right for the first year of trump's presidency i'm gonna do a poster once a week every week 
and, you know, release that out on my Instagram account and then pull it together as a book at the end. And um, so I did, yeah, 52 posters, one for every week of his first year of his administration. <laughs> and, you know, he spun out all kinds of good, you know, copy uh, imagery. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was, yeah. I don't remember, like he and like a couple of like Saudi dignitaries, like, did some ceremony where they all put their hands on this orb that lit up. And it was like, I don't know, like some, some Saudi yeah. marketing firm dreamt this up. It was like, okay, to show our might and power, we're going to have this ominous looking glowing orb and we're all going to put our hands Everyone on touch it. Touch it. You know, I, I was like, okay, cool. Perfect. Like that's this poster's yeah. centerpiece done. And then, you know, built around that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's how I kind of got myself in the discipline of, of working regularly. And then about two years into that, I think the first thing that happened was my friend Willie, who's like a, like capital F fashion designer, like a proper one. Um, I'd been doing work, work for his runway shows for a while. Graphics had ended up like into his shows and he was kind of keeping an eye on what, what I was up to and bigging me up. And then he was like, Oh, Hey, it'd be cool to do a little capsule of t-shirts, take some of my favorite poster designs, put them on there. Um, so that's when the concept yeah. of like sourcing blanks came in and, um, I'm going to air my, uh, lack of ethics out here but i uh had listened to uh, a series of a podcast where they talk about uh dove tarney of american apparel and sexual harassment fame uh moving on and starting a new company called los angeles apparel and it's he's not painted particularly flatteringly during it but you're kind of like oh but dove's doing the heavy blanks in the 90s fit you know boxy he's got the thick neck rib and uh so i ended up like going onto their page and seeing that there was a number on there and i knew instantly i was like that's dove's phone number he's put his phone number on there because they were small at this point so i text got into a phone conversation with dove charney at some point and uh you know, made Willie source these blanks for the, even though he had perfectly good ones himself. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. we got to get my ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, my yeah. ego wanted the, the, the LA apparel blanks. So we got those. And that was like the first apparel that I put out there under the name Arnold Park. Nice. And then um, once I started to actually look at printing, because those, those are all printed in the States, Willie handled all that. Once I started looking at printing in Dublin, uh, the European market's completely different for purchasing blanks. Um, so I really had to scramble there. And initially was just going to use Gildan, which is kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's typical industry standard, but if you've ever worn like, you know, especially you guys probably more on the large, extra large side of the spectrum, like yeah. they just fit like a dress. Like they're just way too long, yeah, way too yeah. narrow. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The well. sleeves like, don't have enough room yeah. in them. Um, they just don't even feel good quality though as well. Like, do you know what I mean? No disrespect around yeah, to yeah. them, but you know what I mean? Like they're, it's not a good fit overall, I think. Well, like, I think, yeah, I think yeah. that's especially with yeah. kind of t-shirts now, like back in the day, maybe no one really cared about the fluck and the yeah. fit and kind of stuff like that. And now nowadays it's all about like how it looks and how it drops on the shoulder and the length of the sleeves. And yeah. there's a, there's a craft behind it like, to get a yeah. good blank. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, and there's not a lot out there, yeah. especially in the European market yeah. doing it well. So yeah, yeah, that took a bit of a scramble. Right. Um, so I, it was actually during the pandemic when I started to do, go onto the wholesale calendar, because for a while I was just kind of dropping as and when I felt Pieces, like it, yeah. but then an opportunity to wholesale to Japan came up, and that seemed like a silly thing to say no to. Oh, so, yeah. um, but that meant you know getting on a calendar, having to kind of really sort myself out. Mm. So initially, I was going to produce in Europe, and then my printer like shut down for COVID, oh, no didn't problem. reopen for a long time, so I ended up having to source out of the states. So went back to the LA apparel blanks and all that. Was doing that for a couple of seasons until. I had a season arrive at my wholesaler in Japan that 
I had not had anybody inspect, like a third party person, went straight from the printer there and it turned out like tons of units were stained. It was a complete disaster. So really I was shit. like, I can't be making out of the States anymore. I need yeah. to yeah. have boots on the ground. Mm. So then I had to resource and found there was a company called Rue Porter who were out of Portugal and they were great. I've heard of them, yeah. 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 Well, a lot of people are buying from Portugal, like a lot of like people that are doing blanks and stuff are, yep. are looking to get in because I know we were kind of looking, well, before the podcast, I was looking to do a little bit of stuff myself and a lot of people pointed me towards Portugal. Yeah, I remember yeah. you actually talking about yeah. that as well. Like, before. Yeah, they're well known for it. Like, yeah. um, And obviously, like, you know, you have a little bit more faith that the labor practices are better in a yeah, EU course, country. Yeah, and, um, yeah. you know, you pay for it, but you're not paying import duty, you're exactly, VAT yeah. on it, which yeah. is beautiful. And <laughs> Rue Porter decided that uh, it would be a cool business move. And uh, this must be speaking to where their clientele are, they're like, we're going to make in Portugal still, but we're going to distribute out of the U.S., which basically took like all the advantages away, like yeah. added a ton of, you know, carbon to the, yeah. the journey or whatever. You're shipping it over to the States and then back to me. Back to Dublin. Oh, yeah. So I was ready to like throw in the towel. I think I'd already sold samples for that season. So like stores had placed orders. I had to make the, the bulk run and yeah, couldn't course. source blanks at a rate that I could make money on. So I was like throwing the toys out of the pram, came home, put the table. What is this? <laughs> and then my uh, genius wife came up and was like, yeah, but what if there were similar blanks on the market? I was like, there's no similar blanks. <laughs> I've already <laughs> looked. <laughs> they, they do all these washed colorways that have this nice fade on them. No one else going to get it. <laughs> so she kind of like patiently waited for me to get my, uh, you know, string of complaints out and then uh, turned the laptop around and showed me a web page that had like what was clearly identical blanks that were shipped out of Portugal. Uh, so I don't know whether there was like an internal feud at the company and, you know, uh, someone went their separate ways. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, you geniuses, you want to distribute out of the States. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that. Goodbye. Yeah, and I'll take it from here. <laughs> yeah. So thankfully this, you know, I like did my little Reddit, uh, deep dive and nice. had people kind of confirming they'd ordered samples. The weight was the same, you know, the quality was the same. So, um, yeah, I was saved by that, but a uh, shout out to WATC. I'm always very open source about my, uh, blanks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like I know, like, I don't know if you've seen this Virgil Abloh po published like a, whole how-to guide online you know where to get your blanks how to yeah. set up a screen print and all that and you know i'm the same ethos i just think yeah, yeah, as many sense. people out there doing it like obviously you don't want to generate clothing waste but if people have you know ideas they want to get out there i think yeah they definitely should yeah have the resources to do it Absolutely, definitely 100 um what else was i going to say about it um yeah so the whole pro it must be though a lot kind of on your shoulders to kind of do that do you yeah. know what i mean it's a lot of kind of pressure and a lot of stuff like that. How has that been? That's what I'm like, because I think when we had kind of talked about before, we literally, when, when I, you were throwing <laughs> ideas at me and I was kind of giving them back to you, I was kind of like, it's kind of a lot to undertake. Uh -huh. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, How do we even start it? How do you go about it? I think when I first started thinking of doing something like that, mm. I was kind of like straight into the deep end. I just yeah. kind of didn't know where to start, yeah. where to go. Like, how do I come up with designs? How do I do this? How do I do yeah. that? You know what I mean? So it definitely is like from the the start, like now I mean the minute, like the, my little pinky finger in the start and a t-shirt <laughs> brand, yeah, yeah. it already seemed like a it's lot. It's very daunting. Yeah. Like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's numbers and it's how many do I do? How many blah, blah, blah. And it's, I kind of feel like I was watching some guy on YouTube and he was talking about like, the likes to say Cortez now and and Palace and Supreme, the way they do drops, mm. but they only have a certain amount and create that hype. Yeah, like that's the kind of the new business model I feel for fashion and sure. brands yeah. now. Is that something that you look at, or are you more happy to kind of like just get it all out there and? 
Yeah, I mean, like I try to buy a quantity that I think I can sell through. Like I really, I don't like speculating that like this will be the season that I triple my sales or whatever. Uh, Because, you know, historically that has not happened. Um, (laughs) But but I'm trying. You know, so we're we're trying to project uh, uh, myself and my brand manager, Robbie, based on like how we sold last season, you know, what performed well, which garments, which colors, um, you know, do a little bit of like buying intel before we we get into it. But at the same time, I'm never mad if I sell out because a, you know, cool. Like uh, (laughs) demand has exceeded uh, the amount of, yeah, yeah. like great. Um, And also, you know, I think people still stay in tune and might be more likely to purchase more quickly the next time. So, you know, what I don't want is to have it so bad that people don't even bother going on the site because they're like, oh, it's probably sold out already. Yeah, yeah, of course. I actually went, there's an Australian brand called Mertra Mertra. They were doing these um, fleeces and they were like, they're real popular or whatever. Is this the fleece with the hood and stuff? Oh, I got that like one off Lucid Club yeah, from yeah. Berlin. Um, but this, these are an Australian group, or, or two Australian ads that their own fashion um, company or whatever. And they just they, they, they do those unbelievable fleeces. And I really wanted one. And I, I'm not really one of those types to be like hype beast or whatever. Like, yeah. get, I'm going to make sure I get this drop and buy to resell. And like, yeah. I know there's a, that's a huge market and it's cool if people want to do that. I really wanted this fleece and I had my alarm set and all and I was like what you had to what they done was you had to sign up and then they sent you a password to get onto the website and then you had to get to the thing Excel Apple Pay as quick as you could and I done it I was like because I never normally do this like now with runner drops and stuff everyone's yeah. real hype about yeah. whatever but it's just this one I was like I really do want this one so I um, I missed out and I done the Apple Pay and I was like loading loading <sighs> And my missus was like, oh, it's sold out on the website already. And you're like, and I was like, it's literally 10 one Like, yeah. it can't be it's any gone. later. Like, yeah. and it's gone. Like, and I was fuming. But, like, I'm sure that's what I mean by that model of kind of selling nowadays is they, they do these micro drops to kind of keep the the, the hype around that stuff. You know I what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and, like... I don't know, I don't really like it because not a lot of people will get it then, but I suppose that's how it works, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, there's no uh, artif- uh, attempt to create, like, an artificial scarcity on my part. It's just yeah. try to buy as, you know, sensibly yeah. as I can, and sometimes yeah. something just well outperforms what exactly, I'd expect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Like, there's certain things like... ways or whatever on the tee and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes you, you get excited and you buy, like, some new colorway and yeah. it just doesn't sell at all, and <laughs> you're just sat there with Sell. it yeah. <laughs> please come on, come on do something <laughs> <laughs> now um, but like so with Arnold Park so you're saying how the name came to you or whatever is there a kind of like I know a lot of brands have kind of an ethos of what they do is there anything like is there with Arnold Park is it something that you be, like you're obviously fully believe in it but what's the kind of ethos around what the brand is yeah, I mean, like coming from Ohio, living in Dublin, I think I, I'm just wired for being fairly unpretentious, fairly, um, I, I quite like working class aesthetics. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I am from a, a boring suburb. And I think what I've tried to do from an ethos perspective is take stuff that I think is actually cool, actually yeah. beautiful, actually well designed, um, that is in the visual landscape. People walk past it all the time and don't really think much of it, or most people think very little of it. And when you take that and you, you know, reinterpret it, put it on a T-shirt, I think it kind of makes people pause and think, oh, yeah, huh, there is something to that. And, yeah. 
the more pretentious way to put it is, uh, you guys have heard of the Overton window? No. <laughs> it's just it like, depends depends on what it is, though. it's like a concept of like the window of what society deems acceptable. So like if you're saying the Overton window for how people dress, how men dress, uh, you know, wearing a crop top is just about in the broadly societally acceptable end yeah. on this side. And then, uh, you know, wearing a full suit, you know, it's not, you're not going to get laughed at walking down the street in a full suit, but you yeah. are on the more conservative end. So that, that would kind of define the Overton right. window gotcha. for, for, style of dress so for me it's like what's the overton window of what people think is an interesting artwork or an interesting font Piece, yeah. or color scheme um and can i shift that so that people are a bit more like tuned into what what's kind of on, untrained yeah. less bauhausy fancy pants designers are doing yeah and I, I get off on that stuff. I just yeah, love yeah, seeing yeah. like, you know, the side of a lorry or, a, yeah. uh, you know, a piece of building equipment or, you know, the, the little sticker on a phone box showing what the, the manufacturer yeah, is or, yeah. you know, the JC Deco logo. You ever seen that? Like <laughs> yeah. on uh, all the different advertisements. I'm like, what, what is that? Like, <laughs> who are these people? And, uh, go to Japan and like Suntory seem to own everything there. Like, what is Suntory? So yeah. <laughs> um, I really enjoy that. Like, that's what I try to play with is like stuff that's in plain sight that's there, but like. Looks good. Hopefully nobody yeah. else has thought to kind of pluck yeah. out and and make a point of, and yeah. in doing so, I hope I can kind of shift that like yeah. No, you definitely are because I've obviously followed the page and I I just see kind of the designs. Bob's always sporting your t-shirts, and it is um, it is something like like so. I, for example, with Emporium. Mm. I know those lads have the kind of big emporium. It's like a varsity. It's like a varsity yeah. vibe, yeah. but it's big. Like, you know what I mean? It kind of covers the whole t-shirt or whatever. Yeah. You do kind of a little bit more simplistic in a sense of smaller minimalist font, almost. minimalist. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's that part of your design from when you were in college and stuff, I'm guessing, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have come from university so much as like right. unlearning what I learned in university because <laughs> like a lot of what it's about there is Student like, debt for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Like, or at least, uh, you know, <laughs> what, so you got to like learn the rules and know how to break them or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I don't regret having learned that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm very much moving the opposite way. Like the... the the touchstone I think of is like my father works as a fire protection engineer. So his job okay. is basically to, he worked for a power plant for a long time and his job was to make sure that, well, power company to make sure their plants don't catch on fire. Right. Gotcha. Uh, so he would have vendors come in with different products that are part of that industry and he would come on with all this free swag. So, you know, like love free swag yeah. <laughs> cups and fleeces and caps and t-shirts and whatnot. And it's the little things, isn't yeah. it? Like they're just the best. But they love yeah. that all over the America. Oh, well. Like it, yeah. goodie bags now full of stuff. But like a lot of suburban dads, you know, would be rocking their, their Ralph or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'd go to Brooks brothers, but yeah. you know, my dad was like, well, I've got a free cap from protector wires. So I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> and, uh, that's why I'm rocking. This. I'm going to wear that for the next 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, and those, those would just be hanging out around the house or, you know, Society of Fire Protection Engineers. And uh, I had an uncle who gave me um, gear. He worked at Mack Trucks, which is like they make some of the you know big, big lorries. I think Renault bought them a number of years ago, but he used to give me all the merch for those. And Sweet. those are amazing. And, and that informed to me like what a T-shirt should do. Yeah. And I get really into like I follow a few pages like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Fantasy Explosion out of New York. No, no, no. But they're like a vintage curator and they do a lot of like New York City souvenir tees and um, what I find most kind of electric and interesting and magical is like these these really like, you know, it's a tiny little left chest and then maybe a subtle back print. Yeah. Um, faded screen print. Like it's not screaming at you, but it, yeah. it kind of forces you to lean in a little bit. And of course, yeah. for me, I think like 
I could probably sell better if there were more kind of obvious logo treatments and there's right. brands like Emporium who do that really well. And yeah. I have tons of respect for that. I think that's its own form of art. Um, but for me, you know, I, I'm quite happy to use pre-manufactured blank garments as long as they meet my specs. But yeah, what I yeah. want is for those graphic placements and the treatments to kind of be, yeah. and, and to kind of make you, you know, scratch your chin a little bit. Like, <laughs> is, is that a brand or like, did my man just cop that at the thrift store? Yeah, or like, yeah, is that a dead yeah. stock thing that was just sitting around? Yeah. You know, and it, I think blurring those lines about like what is and isn't a fashion piece, like, yeah. and especially as I get into boutiques that sell higher end brands, it's really fun just to see my, you know, takedown of like a, you know, weird industrial logo uh, in the mix there. So nice. You yeah. know, it seems to be working. It is. Thanks, it thanks well, Yeah, hundred percent. Tell us about Japan. Yes. This, so we were we were discussing earlier, and we're like, he has stores over in Japan. Yeah, I was like, well, he's well, he got, over he there, got stockless over stockless. there. Stockless. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's so a great uh, like yeah, marketing man. head fuck where people are like, who's this brand who has no stores selling him in Dublin, uh, but is is over in Japan? And I I, I think some of the stockists I found in like a garb store in London said so they were just like so baffled by the fact that I had a, a <laughs> bit of a presence in Japan and then appeared to be completely anonymous in yeah. the West. Um, but that came through working with, uh, I mentioned him earlier, Willie Shavaria. Um, he does a lot of his business out of Japan and worked with an agency over there. So they would have seen my stuff coming through because I was doing a lot of graphics for them. And yeah. um, they just kind of did some poking around and realized I was doing my own thing. Um, so they contacted me, I think it was kind of March, 2020. Um, so, you know, life had just gotten really quiet and, of course, yeah. um, I was actually building a screen printing studio in my shed, which sounds elaborate. It was not, uh, <laughs> it would have been awesome. like single color only, you know, really bootleg. Um, but I was going to pivot to just doing like tiny additions of stuff. And then, yeah. um, this email came in from Japan and I kind of. It freaked out for a second. And then I was like, no, 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 maybe this is, you know, maybe I'm being taken is advantage there a typo? of. Here. Right, is this exactly. A scam? This is really, like, really taking the piss. Yeah, like waiting for somebody to like pop out from behind a bush and be like, gotcha. gotcha. Um, so I hit up Willie. I was like, dude, is this real? And is this a good idea? And he was like, it is real. That's also a good idea. Here's what I would ask for. And so help me kind of negotiate all that. Um, so they got me into, I think, about like six stores initially. And um, a couple of those dropped off the list and others joined in. And I've got kind of a fairly solid footprint with a handful of stores there that uh, really seem to support me and fuck with what I do. Amazing. And yeah, so that's that's generated, I think, some good publicity in terms of uh, Western brand buyers who follow the Japanese yeah. stores, see it. And I think that context to discover me in as opposed to seeing me just via promoted ad or whatever. Yeah. Like add some legitimacy or whatever. And it's, it's, it's good to be over in Japan as well because I feel like streetwear over in Japan is like yeah, huge and yeah. it's so fucking Such cool thing, man like, oh. like, well, they love the Americana as well yeah, which yeah, is like you know yeah. that's what my brain was steeped in growing up and, <laughs> yeah. so uh, they get it <laughs> they get it and also yeah. like brick and mortar retail over there like I'm a huge believer in brick and mortar stores I don't buy a lot online there's yeah. some great retailers out there great online storefronts but for me I think brick and mortar retail is what it's all about what I got into it for yeah and like if you go into stores over there, just like the way that they present the product, the kind of adjacencies they have where they're selling like cups from some outdoor manufacturer next to, you know, croquis to hold your sunglasses on next to thousand dollar jeans. Like the middle aisle and Aldi. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's like, yeah, the really refined uh, galaxy brain version of the middle aisle of Aldi. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot more, uh, I'd say better products. Yeah. yeah probably, it's a lot yeah. more streamlined. Yeah. Think, but like, well. do you ever see, I remember there was a picture of it. I don't know, somewhere in Asia, but it's a guy in like the Ireland uh, 2002 jersey. 
I think I've, I've seen, seen this. The yeah. Aircom going well, from the World Cup. From the World Cup, yeah. He's like a stylish Korean dude or something. Yeah, like, and he had like yeah. brown, like wide leg trousers and a pair of shoes on, and he just looked so fucking. I was like, how does someone pull off an old Ireland jersey? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But we said it as well in the past. Like I think it was with you, but like the football jerseys are becoming. Like it's a big thing in yeah. street brand at the yeah. moment. Like, would that be something you would look into? Maybe doing like an Arno Park football jersey. So I've talked about it. Yeah, um, yeah, because I think that would be really fucking so cool. Sweet. Yeah. Are, are, are you guys familiar with Pogue Magol? Uh, so it's Ireland's only football magazine. Uh, my friend Key Carew and his brother run it. Um, right. But they, we've talked about doing a football jersey before. And my my thing is like the manufacturing process has gotten so weak for football jerseys. Like right. even if you buy from the big. Uh, companies like mm. you're paying more for something that's kind of got a sublimation print on a poly yeah. body you know the old like jacarded uh, jerseys <laughs> like they've just gone maybe there's people reproing them but yeah. um, so it, basically in theory yes but if I need to find somewhere that can kind of like yeah. do it to my levels and stuff like that yeah. Yeah. as soon as I asked he went straight into the business brand I'm just there yeah. do a football jersey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks sick that's why it's three orders it. right here <laughs> <laughs> well I'm a big football head as well yeah. so I, yeah. I would love to on one hand uh, yeah. speaking of Arnold Park and football Hakimi repping your stuff there fairly recently yeah as well. what a, that what a fucking thing like, that yeah. Was yeah. yeah I mean Rob I was going to say it'd be great if you could have a word with him about <laughs> what you are mentioning earlier about tagging people's oh, yeah, yeah. brands in the, the photo because yeah. no lack of gratitude thank you Ashraf but yeah I was like oh man he could have given me the tag yeah um, but to be honest like just reposting it to my own feed generated so much I like, actually yeah. I screenshot and I sent it to Bob I was like whoever runs Arnold Park they're fucking team he's fucking repping it like you know what I mean I, it's a big I have deal. no idea how it happened yeah like, I'd say like there was just one day you were sitting there and you just got a load of tags on Instagram and you're just like what's going on Robbie just I, w- I was uh, in the middle of like a conversation <laughs> I get a text from Robbie and it's it's just like a, a what the fuck or something like that and I'm like okay well I gotta make sure I'm, I'm assuming it's something's what gone horribly wrong <laughs> yeah 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 that I've like I don't know listed yeah. stock on the website we don't have or whatever <laughs> yeah. and then uh, I open it up and I'm like oh it's a photoshop picture of a footballer wearing my t-shirt that looks Photoshopped. like a kimi and then uh, I like click in and like go to his page and I'm like oh this is a real fo- oh, this real yeah, shot yeah. of yeah Ashraf Hakimi wearing my, my he took a selfie though scene. as well didn't he yeah there's a bathroom selfie along with it yeah he took like, a bathroom selfie and, and then there was a party walking in yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So I was like, he actually was just like, he was digging his own fit and was like, hey, look at this. Like, do you know what I mean? So, but I, I can't find an online order that would have explained it. Uh, yeah, 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 I yeah. don't have any stores in France. So yeah. whether he ended up in Rome Tele- or London yeah. or Japan and bought it, I yeah. don't know. Um, for those that don't know, Hakimi plays for PSG. He's a big, he's one of the best rifles in the world. So he's pretty decent. But um, what, tell us now, you don't, if you want to, did you, did, did you, did you reach out to him? So I have DM'd every stylist he's ever worked with and heard nothing back. Wow. <laughs> I think I need to send him the direct DM. Yeah, I think I'm sure. Do. Over here, you know? like, I'm, I'm sure he's like, if he reps the brand, he's going to open it. Like, yeah. It's just like DMing an account with 20 million him, followers feels wanna, silly. But... He can ask him, does he want to come on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've already <laughs> asked him. He hasn't gone back to me. <laughs> no, definitely, bro. I think you should. I think you absolutely yeah. should. Go yeah. for that. Uh, no, well. I was like, just send a care package to the Parc de Prince and, you know, it'll get to him. And I'm like, they're going to put that in the pile with all the like bomb suspects or whatever. You'd you know, be surprised. I'd say get yeah. in front of them. Like, right, I think you should right. legit. Like, send it to the training. The yeah. fucking, I don't know where they train. But send it to there. <laughs> I'm sure they can be found. Yeah, Just yeah, find yeah. his gaff and send it. <laughs> 
That's now it's, mental yeah. though. But yeah, what a good combo though. As you were saying, to wake up to that, that was that's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, look, I mean, like you don't want to do it just for that, but yeah, it doesn't hurt to get the odd celebrity exactly, endorsement. Like, you know. Know look, I mean. that, that's like it's not the reason why you're doing it, but when something like that happens, you have to fucking enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The wins, like yeah. that's a serious like fucking thing. Big like, time, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, I was I was doing the boogie. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> well, also just in like with Irish culture and stuff, I think that how I first became aware of. AP like was through like you know seeing like various musicians and stuff like rap it and yeah. like DJs like Mango and then Rebel P and I was that got my curiosity up about it as yeah. well so even that in itself must feel kind of sweet when you see it like you know artists on stage even repping your stuff like there's got to be a kind of win in that too like oh big time yeah I mean you know obviously I think that there's a symbiosis between like musicians and, and brands and I think they're both kind of vectors for each other and so it was it was actually key from uh, Pokemon Gold was like, oh, your man Mango is looking for you. And I was like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wasn't uh, that aware of the, the music scene in general here at that point. And uh, he just said, you know, he was he was reaching out. I was like, ah, oh, OK. And then I think I just kind of got busy, forgot about it. And then one of my hen's teeth pop ups, he was kind of sniffing around and somebody kind of elbowed, yeah. elbowed me in the ribs. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Mango over there or whatever. So, um I ended up catching up with him. He, he bought a T-shirt, and then you know we've kind of maintained the the friendship, friendship or whatever. And yeah. he's finally allowed me to flow him some gear. Uh, the man is very difficult. You know, he's 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 a gentleman. He wants to pay for it, uh, but I was like, you know, yeah. wearing it all the time is paying for it. Yeah, now, yeah, you know? yeah. So, legit. Like, uh, but I feel like the Dublin kind of this sub this culture of like hip hop artists and like arts itself and the culture has really it's a really tight knit community. You know what yeah. I mean? And like when people like Robbie and Charlie kind of, we get to know them and then we get to meet yourself and we're meeting Rebel and we're meeting Nilo and mm. and it's like you kind of start to slowly see this circle of people that are all doing it for, for Dublin and for the yeah, country and not like, for themselves, you know what I mean? And it's cool to see that people are kind of repping each other's brands and helping each other rather than going for the Balenciaga or the Gucci yeah, or shit yep. like that you know what I mean because when it comes from a company like yourself and you kind of meet the people behind you like well, that's why I want to buy it now you know yeah, what I mean like I think it's important like I wanted to ask you about marketing and stuff as well yeah. but I think it's important for people to kind of realise is that there is these people out here doing it for the culture and doing it for Ireland and doing it like to help the communities rather than the ones that are just worth fucking multi-millions and don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, no, I've been really pleased with that shift because I think there is much more of a desire to wear things that you have a personal connection yeah. to. Yeah, 100%. Like, you feel like you're supporting someone and I always say it to anybody who, you know, supports the brand. Like, thank you. Thank you yeah, for yeah, supporting course, us because that's, yeah. that's, you know, you yeah. need to make sales. You don't want to guilt anyone to buy a new product. That is the last thing I'd ever want to yeah. do. But if people don't buy it, it's tough to keep making it. So course, uh, like, Exactly, yeah. 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 It kind of it's a circle like obviously yeah. like, and even with Jamie and stuff like that when he started as like a boat yeah. yeah. like the first thing I was like I'm just gonna go in and just get, get some grab a tea and straight and away like, like Jamie yeah. for get some money in the years, tools like, yeah. you know what I mean just be like there because we're, we're the f- him, like. like it's and it's the same with the podcast as well and I've said it before it's the the first people that listen to you are the ones that are closest to you, you know mm. and they're the ones that help you out and then you start to grow and kind of meet all these new people and it's good it's great. but yeah marketing so you were talking earlier about drops as seasons yeah so is that like is that for like autumn winter spring summer yeah or is it more of a like 
this is like I don't know what you call it the Arnold Park one or something and then the next season is Arnold Park two yeah so is I do I like? do numbered drops yeah. so I if you that's primarily how I would market it I don't really say like spring summer is launch yeah um, yeah yeah so we're about to release drop nine um, but it is tethered to the wholesale calendar yeah. so I do have to like deliver every yeah. six months on on season and and with them different drops are they told like are they from an idea that you've come up with that you're putting onto the drop like mm-hmm. onto the, the clothing or is it more just what you think is going to do well in this period of time you recently just had like the cartoon kind of drop and stuff yeah. like that which I loved I thought it was amazing as well like, thank yeah. you for copping the hiker dog tea sir <laughs> I love that tea like, I kind of live in that tea I love it I love seeing those pics, baby. I was like I was going to wear it today and I was like nah I can't do it today it's, it's the guy who yeah it's like wearing a band's t-shirt to yeah, the show yeah, or whatever it's yeah like, with the yeah, yeah yeah so I was just like nah I can't do it today but yeah so is it like an overview because for me like we're with the podcast we're just dropping it every week we don't really have i don't think we've, we've not discussed seasons or not like mm. podcasts do that but um like when you're doing a drop so the cartoon drop was that something that happened and then you were like right i want to do a drop with this like is that how it works yeah like a lot of it would come from well really like cycling around absent-mindedly and kind right. of trying to spitball well what have i seen that's interesting and uh as often as possible i try to make it things that I've encountered in my, my daily life. Yeah. So I did a, a collection uh, drop before last that was all based on shipping container logos because I love cycling around the port and there's yeah. just a whole wealth of visual material over there. Yeah, there's like that red and yellow one you had. Precisely. Yeah. I was like, oh, like it's one of what, DHL or DPD or something like that. <laughs> it's like, well, it's really sweet though. Yeah, like, you're kind of yeah, yeah, no. And um, so that, that kind of stuff, I, I try to source from like things that I'm seeing in my life, but um, I am a bit of a recluse, you know, with, three kids and a day job so a lot yeah. of it is what can i find online um you know google images is a beautiful thing and beautiful thing uh it's particularly for into logos there's all these like logo clusters so you just start like spitballing oh yeah well, i wonder if uh whatever freight logos and you start yeah. looking at that and uh, you get sent down a wormhole and that might pivot onto something else but basically you build a critical mass of like yeah, okay yeah. this is enough inspiration to kind of create a collection around like a mood board yeah a mood board sorry. <laughs> precisely yeah and then that sort of and then you kind of pick from down. that and kind of think of images for t-shirts and stuff yeah precisely but then yeah, the yeah. cartoon stuff comes a bit more from i do a lot of digging in like old publications so like right. trying to find archival imagery and um my rule is kind of like i want it to be old enough and obscure enough that if the illustrator would see it that there's a decent chance they'd just be kind of hyped that it was back out in the world doing something <laughs> yeah, um you know more than happy to take a cease and desist if it comes my way but uh you know it, it's a love letter i'm, I'm you know i'm stealing your artwork doing it for the kids. <laughs> yeah 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 i'm trying to show the kids what you were doing um so the cartoon stuff would have come from like just some stuff i saw uh in old like uh, village voices and uh, which is like a new york newspaper and various old publications you just run across these little things there was uh, actually boys life magazine which is like the boy scout uh publication i used to be a subscriber back in the day <laughs> uh, i was like we don't so have that <laughs> you still visit him at Mount Joy? Or, uh... <laughs> <Arbor Hill. laughs> oh, sorry that was just perfect job <laughs> Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll like run across something and it's like, okay, I, that, that, that hiker dog was one of the characters I ran across. I was like, oh, this is sick. And like, yeah. I, I just, I, that comes from just personal interest. I like to do a little bit of outdoorsy stuff every season because um, even if Gorp Core goes off trend, like it's, that's just it's a lifestyle now, thing for me, man. Core, yeah, man. it is, it is. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I bought all the like Patagonia gear at a certain point because I was moving to Europe and I first <laughs> went to Stockholm and I was like, okay, why well, not? I need a micro puffer. 
Uh, and then I moved to Ireland. I was like, well, I need a waterproof jacket. And, <laughs> you know, when the trend came around, I was like, I'm kidded out already. Look at this. Like, <laughs> me. Thank you, weather. <laughs> yeah, thank you. What shit, it is, it's, it's, it's cool, like, because, again, like, there's been times on the podcast where I'm speaking to people, like, say, Minty last week, and talking about the actual kind of physics behind skateboarding. It's something that I'd never look at and think of. And it's the same with, like, prints on T-shirts, especially from businesses that are doing it themselves not big businesses but they obviously get designers in to do certain and that comes from ideas in their head but when I'm walking around I, when I see something that's cool I'm like I wonder where that kind of design came from yeah, or, yeah. and it's 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 cool to hear like it's from people's minds you know what I mean well I, I, I did just, one God sorry but no sorry I just mean as in like it's the way people come up with this idea yeah. like I kind of the feel origins like, yeah like, like the creativity like that, yeah. behind it like because I feel like sometimes I I feel like I have that but I don't really tap into it a lot and that's why I wanted to kind of get into t-shirts before we started the podcast mm. but um like speaking to people like yourself and um Robbie and Charlie and just the the way the ideas come it's just really fucking cool mm. you know what I mean yeah well, it's it's fun as well because sometimes you go down a rabbit hole of like where did this logo come from or uh, I did one a couple seasons ago. I'd stayed in a hotel in Denmark that had like a laundry bag with these two little drip characters on it. And I was like, oh, these guys are sick. Took the picture, <laughs> didn't think much of it. And then I was like looking for inspiration, trying to get a collection together, ran across that again. And I was like, oh, going back. So I, I sold the drips and put those out there. And um, it turns out it's a more famous laundromat than I'd uh, initially realized. And you know, I, to be honest, I might have done differently if I'd had known how big it was. Um, cause I do like to be a bit more obscure, but, um, I was in Copenhagen and I wore that hat intentionally just to see whether it generated any comments. And <laughs> we ended up sitting at this, uh, like little dive bar that apparently like frequented by celebrities, we just stumbled upon it. Um, but like, you'd never know it sat at a shared table with some guys and one of them's like, Oh, that, that logo, I, I know that. And it turns out that it's like two brothers started this laundromat, one of whom like ended up either becoming a te television personality or was on television for, I don't know, something to do with the laundromat and had this like personal tender moment that was like one of the first kind of like national mental health conversation starters around like right. ha having difficulty in his life and experiencing darkness and all this stuff. Yeah. And it was like a big moment in Denmark where all of a sudden people started to like, Oh yeah, we didn't talk about this stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was like, Hey guys, like kind of teary at the table. We were all pissed, but like it, it, it became this big story. And like, yeah. I got this whole uh, backstory filled in for me. And like, so I, I can't regret having used that logo because that <laughs> yeah. was like just so yeah. cool to find out about. And uh, you know, there, I think in general, like all these things, like I said, that people walk past and think of as kind of visual clutter, like mm. they're often, extremely interesting and rich mm. yeah. visual treasure more like yeah yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> but it's not mad like logos in general like like say the night tick for example yeah i never read the book did you read that yeah book? i read yeah. shoe dog yeah, yeah yeah and literally just like was a last kind of minute thing yeah the name nike and stuff like that they needed to have a deadline and it was just like he went to greece yeah you went to i think it's athena athena nike or something mm -hmm. like that at the temple or something like that and he was like i'll just call it after that Literally just <laughs> yeah. that. And that was literally just saying, now look at it. It's just fucking. But it's so, like, it's crazy what a logo can be. Like, because mm. everyone knows the Nike. I think, oh, sorry. I think they paid like $12. Oh, 
I think oh twelve. Yeah, she ended up getting dollars. some kind of company stock later on. Yeah, she got stock like, for like that. She still hasn't sold. Like it's still, like in the, <laughs> the millions now. But they paid her only like you know cheap enough just yeah. to make that little tick. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And they were like, "What's it for?" It's it's swoosh. It's when they go buy it. Or something like that. But uh, no, it's it's mad how that kind of concept can kind of come around. And by the way, I do love your stickers as well. Your stickers oh, are, geez, are a big old yeah. sweet logo as well. Like I think that's a fucking like, Bob's horny for a sticker. I'm so horny for a sticker. Oh, I do love a sticker. I've just reordered today, so anybody who's received an order recently without a sticker, I apologize. And next order, we'll have it. Yeah, but that, even those logos and stuff like that, like that's pretty sweet. Like just to see stuck up places. I'm always in to that kind yeah. of thing as well like when you see it, it's very eye-catching and you kind of you want to know more about it, as you were kind of alluding to earlier now is this going to segue into ryan's font corner or uh <laughs> no nah, rob's the font guy oh I did, it's a rob thing sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was listening to one of the earlier episodes and fonts came up and uh do i really talk about fonts because <laughs> <laughs> rebel p like he was talking about it was his episode, yeah. He goes, yeah you love a bit of fun i was like oh my god i was like how does he know i feel so seen <laughs> You'll see. Oh man, I do love a font. I can't help it. Like, He's like Amy Santiago out of Brooklyn Nine Nine with belt with binders. <laughs> she just loves binders. This fella I love loves fonts. Font. I can't help it. I love it. That's it the is. only thing we argue about on the band is like it should be this font. Yeah, <laughs> it has. I genuinely led to many, many arguments. Many arguments. Down the line. So like, if we were ever to make clothing together, I. It'd Which have we to be did. no we made tees, Yeah, we've made band tees, yeah. but that's different. But there, there could be no text. Yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah, too much of yeah. a oh blood, blood oath yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like it to be perfect. Just, he just whips out a book full of fonts and he's like, oh, which gosh. one sounds Look better? At Times New Roman right here. <laughs> yeah. oh, so holy Helvetica. <laughs> I'm more of a trade graphic bold condensed number 20 yeah. guy over here. Yeah. Uh, collage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. What's funny is, um, not to actually talk about fonts, but are you guys familiar with the brand Nanamika? No. Or no, no okay. Okay. okay, so yeah. uh, I'm gonna Google it. Later. <laughs> if it's about fancy, he's Googling. Yeah, Googling. <laughs> this shirt's an Animika shirt. Very nice. Uh, but his like main logo is papyrus from Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, you know, and from like your mom's bake sale in yeah. you know yeah. my hometown or whatever. Like yeah. it, uh, it's not an aesthetically uh, cool font normally, yeah. but like it's funny when you associate it with a maker who you really rate, it's kind of yeah. like, well, maybe Papyrus is dope. This <laughs> <laughs> is pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy though, the, like we, I know we were joking there about the name, I don't know why, this is just coming to my head now, talking about fonts, but the names of all the fonts, there's a few classic ones, there's like Calabria's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Air, is Ariel another one? Oh, Ariel's sure, yeah, Ariel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very straight laced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good font. That. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Helvetica's poor relative, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's because I always in, in walk. I have to change font sometimes. I, so do, I do all the time. To get the full list of the and read stuff through, like trying to find what, which one is the best. <laughs> oh, which one is I do, the I best. do that in my spare time. I just hit the last one. Like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Nick, get the font out. Why do you like reverse image searching to find a font yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Doing all that all the time in Adobe, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I've got like hundreds of. I, I, we slag you about fonts, but I have like You're a, quiet, a, lot, like a, a lot of fonts like, yeah, yeah. backed up in my. Uh, oh, he's the font cycle. 
<laughs> Rob keeps taking the linotype catalog yeah, into the bathroom. I'll take him. it because I do like him. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was fucking strange. Oh Literally, this happened like last week. I was on the bus home and I was like, you know, I was trying to think. I was actually trying to like come up with new sticker ideas, actually. Hey. And I literally was going through fonts for about 40 minutes. Going, mm, that doesn't look good. It's me back, you cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, I was just, that's the thing is, he doesn't text you back for an hour. So now I know he's scrolling fonts. Yeah. I'm busy. I'm trying to do stuff for us, bro. It's like I'm in the R's, man. I'm yeah. only halfway through. Yeah. I gotta but get all the way through. I was, I was nearly in the S's and then I like had to get off the clothes <laughs> and I was fuming that I had to go back to the start. <laughs> Smoke coming off, yeah, Tom scrolling that quick, yeah. Oh, that's all have our gas, issues. man. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> but, um, going back to yourself there mm. a little bit. <laughs> um, topic. Sorry, that was a great tangent. <laughs> yeah, sorry, went down my a little I, I, I invited it. <laughs> <laughs> what is the future looking like for our future drops? You were saying you were kind of working on one. When can we expect to have that? <laughs> I am hoping to release just before Christmas. So nice. uh, printing next week, oh. Lord willing. Um, and if that gets turned around quick enough, shoot a rapid fire lookbook and uh, try to get it into the store because we... I have a little concession at the back of the Emporium you store. We were in there the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, nice. We dropped into the boys. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you for perusing. Um, yeah, I still got to get my branding up in there, get a little vinyl just to, yeah. you know, make the space a bit more yeah. obviously it's mine. A, but, it's a um, sweet spot, though, to be fair. Like in Germany, oh, the lads have like, smashed it. Yeah, like. yeah, it's so good. Like, So uh, my hope is to try and do a little bit of a launch event just before Christmas uh, to get some of that stuff out there because yeah. um, that's the thing about doing the drops every six months is, you know, at a certain point you get sick of flogging and people probably get sick of seeing the same collection and, um, so it's nice to be able to drop some new stuff, bring people onto the website, yeah, into the store, all that. Where did the relationship with Emporium, how did that stem? Oh, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Um, so I work a day job in fashion, and Charlie interned in our department, and it, he was interning on the buying side, and we, I got an email, kind of, this happens a lot, where people last minute kind of don't want to deal with the intern for the afternoon. So they're like, <laughs> hey, do you have any meetings that would be valuable for them to go to? And no, <laughs> I, I hadn't laid eyes on me yet. And I was just like, ah, I'm, not, I'm not in the mood for it today. So yeah. I, I kind of, nah, I'm sorry, but too busy. Blah, blah. And then I walked past one of the range rooms and he's in there wearing like a Supreme t-shirt. It was one of the dollar bill ones that had been released. Like I don't, this is on a Tuesday. It was released on the Thursday. And I was like, that's interesting. Oh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, not every intern has a you know freshly dropped Supreme T-shirt. Yeah, well, I, I think he must have just had fast fingers. I think I think he got on on the. Uh, no, mine obviously won't fucking yeah. quick enough. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's that's my new rule. Is like if I want something rare, just ask ask the youngins. Um, but he so finally I was kind of like, oh fuck it, we'll we'll test him out. So uh, had him over for like an afternoon, and pretty quickly he was kind of like. Pumping me for information just about, you know, yeah, he's very, tell like he was that, yeah. Yeah. very inquisitive. Yeah. So he was, he was asking about, you know, t-shirts and whatnot and told me he was kind of interested in starting his own brand. I gave him the advice I wish I'd been given was just, yeah. you know, just start it, man. Like yeah, let it be imperfect, get it out yeah. there. Like it'll evolve over time, you know. Yeah, uh, like you guys are figuring out sixty some episodes. Yeah, in, exactly. Yeah, you know, Rob does yeah. the intro. That's <laughs> and a lot of podcasts. A lot of things are, you know, you, you build the plane as you fly. So, anyways. Yeah. So I kind of thought not much more of it. Oh, I did. I did advise him. I think he had Pepe the Frog as his uh, avatar, and I was like, "Bro, that's got some racist connotations." And, uh, I can't remember what he said. It was like within seconds he had a new avatar, and I was kind of like, "Oh, my little dude he listens. listens." Yeah, he yeah, listens. Like, yeah, which, yeah. You know, you, you get pretty used to people not listening when you work in a corporate environment. So uh, I was like, "All right." Um, so, anyways, like a couple months later, there was a Brown Thomas event, and went to that, and ran into him there, and. 
I, again, was kind of like just not that feeling that social that night. So I kind of was trying to brush him off, be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going home real early. I got to get a get home, you know, see the yeah, kids, yeah. whatever. Um, so I, I'll be taking off soon. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm planning to leave early, too. And I was like, oh, no, I'm talking early, early. And basically, like, I couldn't get him to not <laughs> take the dart home with me. What I'm trying to say is I'm going with you. Right. <laughs> yeah, eventually I accepted it for what it was. Um, Charlie probably won't like me airing all this out, but uh, it's, uh, all all it's all love. It's all And so eventually, yeah, I kind of accepted the fact that I had a protege and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he would come in. He was an engineering student and do like short stints with us as a freelancer and was getting to the point where he was actually getting graphics into the line. Um, his kind of claim to fame was he did the definition of a sweatshirt on a sweatshirt. Uh, it was peak Virgil era, so uh, peak Vetamont era as well. So it was like, it was pretty clever and it sold well. So he he actually developed enough of a reputation to be able to hire him full time afterwards. And nice, um, yeah. through that, I met Robbie. Um, they invited me to one of their events and then, Robbie pretty consistently was pitching me for uh, like, come on, man, come, come let me work for you. I'll help you sort things out. And <laughs> I got to a point where I was, I was packing orders myself. I was fulfilling all of wholesale myself. I had my mom and my sister and my wife yeah. sewing labels and patches wow. and like literally kind of running a warehouse off. sweatshop out of my sitting room. <laughs> out of my sitting room. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was getting pretty grim and I was getting to the point where like, sleep was starting to get pretty heavily affected and you know uh, when you start like having auditory hallucinations as the sun's coming up i think that's when you, <laughs> that's the point that you get you ask for help you know yeah yeah, yeah. i know that's yeah. when i call robbie <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> robbie is kicking in <laughs> um, so yeah I, I i hit him up and and since then i've been uh rocking with him as as my brand manager and uh nice if i can plug for robbie for a second like my man has increased my web sales like threefold i want to say yeah. uh year on yeah, year with, from last with, year with charlie and robbie i noticed rob's kind of the the brains as in like <laughs> the, the, the money and the marketing and yeah. shit like that. certainly the but business Char brains. yeah the charlie's business the, sorry the business the but charlie's like the creative yeah because the guy has done a shoot um for that the latest drop downstairs that word yeah so yeah. the boys hit, so, oh i saw those yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they wanted to come up and uh use the studio so we're like yeah drop up boys awesome. you know what i mean and uh we were kind of downstairs chatting to them at the beginning and they started up and Charlie was running around like fixing the, the, the model's jumper and fixing the runners and yeah. now take those runners off, put those runners on. And Robbie was kind of in the background like, right, what t-shirt's next? And he was throwing them out, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's like, it's cool to see that, that kind of the synergy it's between dynamic, them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I think every relationship yeah. has that kind of as well. Like me yeah. and him are very different, yeah. like in that, and you know, in the band as well. It'd be very different energies yeah. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah I think you kind of need that as well. Yeah, complementary skill sets. That, yeah. that maybe now this just had to come to me because you kind of done this Arnold Park. I know you had your your wife and your your ma your ma involved or whatever, but you were kind of just everything you were saying. Yeah. So I'd say that's difficult in a term like when you look at the two boys having mm. the two different sets you're the one set you you're know an amalgamation mean? of the yeah. two like, yeah yeah, is that, is yeah. That no, in fairness, when it comes like, to business and running one well it would have been difficult if I hadn't brought Robbie in yeah. like I think yeah. at a certain point you just have to recognize your shortcomings and in my yeah. head it was like well I know all these principles around digital marketing and all that I just don't have time to execute yeah. properly and like <laughs> uh, it's you know at a certain point it's not cute to like mm. Uh, be incompetent so I was just yeah. like alright well what could uh, having somebody who has a grasp of these things and a knowledge of how to execute them do for my brand and it turns out quite a bit uh, <laughs> basic competence is uh, who would have thought <laughs> well like, you know there were little things like okay I know there's an optimum time to post but I didn't finish it until 11pm so yeah, that's when yeah. I posted it and like yeah. you know miraculously you're not getting that many likes and yeah, yeah. Uh, so Robbie has, <laughs> yeah. he, he's done a lot of temple rubbing yeah. after I proposed things where he's like 
dude, no, like don't get all excited and post it today. Just wait till tomorrow, post at the optimum time. And, yeah. you know, just little things like that. Having yeah. a clock is usually the time we go. Yeah, for. We're, we're still trying to figure out best times and stuff. Maybe we should get on to Robbie. Yeah, maybe you want to be. You have an inside man. I mean, <laughs> we're still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's a mystery even to yourself. Yeah, we go. We keep going. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I don't know who was talking there. Was I was I the last one talking? Yeah. No, I think we're just talking about a. Uh... Partnerships. unbelievable and him maybe joining the 41st view yeah. as our honestly management. If, if it weren't for my selfish desire to have more of his hours I'd uh, be trying to get everyone to hire him <laughs> so, like, yeah. no but they like the boys are flying like they're they're doing their thing as well like so it's it's great to see like and as we kind of said earlier the store is open in Drury Street yeah yeah, Drury yeah 21 yeah. Drury Street it's actually just Drury Street it's like two doors down from heartbreak Oh yeah, yeah, I actually was passing through the other night. We went in on Thursday night. Thursday, yeah. Thursday night we kind of jumped in. We had the low. exes mm. down there. Yeah, slaughterhouse. Big up, uh, Eric. Eric for that. Um, but yeah, we we're just going through, and then the night after they had their lunch and stuff like that. Yeah, and I had the like, lunch. The uh, one on Friday, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday one. Yeah, yeah no, I was at a fortieth uh, because we're I'm at a different stage of life than these guys. Yeah, so I was. Uh, I was. I can't drink cans on the street anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Instead, I was actually I love it's a bit of after drinking, bro. but uh, I uh, I was the designated shot taker for my wife because she was driving. So uh, nice. it was just so sloppy in a whole different way, but uh, <laughs> more upscale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very upscale. <laughs> now I was passing through. I literally just passed, and it was just mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah. Mayhem. Yeah. It spilled out the pictures the street. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they ran through their allotment of Hennessy by half eight yeah, wow. yeah. No, I like, and I was like if they're here if they're in the street I'll say hello real quick because I can't even get in like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so many people at the door but they weren't there so I was just kind of like oh, I'll, I'll keep going I'll see them again yeah, absorb the buzz and move yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm at that stage now was, well, I just want to go home to him is my bed as well like, <laughs> you know, get home man so with Christmas coming up and you're saying you have a drop coming up is there? before Christmas um if you're if you're looking to buy someone a nice fresh t-shirt, get on to Arnold Park. Hit them up. We, yeah. we're, we're gonna the next couple of weeks. Mm. I think we're going to start bigging up brands and kind of like it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. People need presents. Shop local. Shop local. Mm. What the what's Emporiums lo- are uh, slow your local support dealer. your local yeah, dealer. Yeah, your local yeah, dealer. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but now it really is because like what you don't what people don't really understand is and. And what I'd like to kind of put across now that Christmas is coming up is that buying a 40 euro t-shirt off someone or a 30, whatever the price point is, when it goes to the pockets of someone that's legit and like they're good people and mm. really fucking helps. So if you're looking for new t-shirts, new stocking fillers, get on, at me. get on the AP, <laughs> get on the Emporium, get on to a board, get a tattoo voucher from Heartbreak. Jill and Jill get on to Jill and Jill there's so many people that we've had on and we really want to help mm. get the board out there for them so if you're listening do it <laughs> like Mike said just do it just do it <laughs> there's definitely a few albums could be bought as well yeah albums yeah. Nilo Fit, Rebel P yeah. there's too many blading people like on the, that we've had on Keith Bork get a tattoo voucher he's at there opening up his own it's studio studio as well folks so yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ you know when it, when it's when you keep it kind of in in the community the money rolling through the community it's it's good to see it's better for everyone in the long term yeah. but um, I think are we at time Lamo? 
Limo always gives me the little nod to say, Rhino, wrap her up, pal. Wrap her. <laughs> I went so much quicker than I was expecting. It's crazy, isn't life. it? Like, it's a lot of people do feel like that, like, when they're doing the podcast, like, wow, it's over already. Like, like we could literally do this for three or four hours. But well, look, I'm happy to come back and talk more shit in the future <laughs> when you get it. No, Once no, you cycle definitely. through all the creatives in Dublin, exactly. uh, come back. Like, no, we definitely want repeat guests. Like, oh, like, yeah. come on and, like, you know, let us know how they're getting on. That's something that we're definitely going to be looking into in the new year. So, yeah. 100% we'll have you back Word. at some point. But, Mate, thanks so much for dropping up. We really Boys, do appreciate you coming up and giving us your time. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned just there in my little rant, get out and shop local. It's great. Great. <laughs> it's great and great. <laughs> it's great and great. No, no. Um, yeah. Just get out and buy some fucking clobber off the boys, yeah? 100%. Simple as. But yeah, thanks so much if you got this far. We really do appreciate it. 62 episodes deep. Mm. 63? 63. 63. And more to come. Yes, baby. Um, keep liking, keep following, keep sharing. Check out Arnold Park on Instagram. Arnold Park Studios. Yep. Um, and give the lads the lad a follow well it's lads now we're yeah, obviously yeah, lads. yeah we're all lads we're, we're all, all we're all pals all men all women it's a gender neutral term in Ireland <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. actually yeah we won't get into that point definitely but yeah keep liking keep following keep sharing and we'll see you next week see you next week bye bye bye